Hi everyone, welcome back to Rise and Shine, a show looking at life through the perspective of us four Asian American teens living in the Pacific Northwest. Today it's actually going to be two Asian American teens instead of four. Um, it's just going to be Ava and I today, but no worries, we have a great topic to talk about. Lauren and Sophie are going to be pretty busy with volleyball in the next couple of weeks. They actually have a tournament, I think, coming up, so we wish them the best of luck. Yeah, and before we get started, we just wanted to make a couple of announcements. We recently hit 1,000 downloads, which is an incredible milestone. We'd like to thank everyone for supporting us and listening to our content. Yeah, and our second announcement is kind of Uh, something that everybody can participate in. We're looking for people to interview. So we want to use our platform, Rise and Shine, to amplify other people's voices um, as well as ours. So if you're interested in being interviewed, if you want to share your own story, uh, feel free to contact us. Our contact information is always linked in our link tree on our Instagram page, or you can just email us at riceandshinepod at gmail.com, I'm pretty sure. Um, So yeah, feel free to shoot us an email if you're interested in that, and let's get right into it. So like I mentioned earlier, um, I wanted to talk about performative activism today, and I feel like a lot of people don't know what this term means. Um, And specifically, we're going to be talking about social media performative activism, so people who are performative activists on social media, on the internet, And I have a quick little um, definition from Wikipedia that I'm going to share. Media activism is a broad category of activism that utilizes media and communication technologies for social and political movements. Typically, the purpose of media activism is to spread awareness through media communications, which sometimes leads to action. And today we're here to talk about that sometimes. And then specifically, uh, performative activism. So performative activism, as defined by Wikipedia, is a pejorative term referring to activism done to increase one's social capital rather than because of one's devotion to a cause. I guess specifically, we've both been seeing a lot of sharing of posts on Instagram, like on people's stories. You always see those like colorful, really nicely made infographics. And... You know, we make those infographics, too. Yeah, we've made one on our Instagram, and yeah, it's up exactly. there. Yeah. yeah, and the infographics themselves are not a problem. I think the artists who create them are really talented, educated, and they're using their talents for good. So I personally really appreciate that. But when it comes to the people actually sharing them, I feel like a lot of the time people will share them, and then that's it. Yeah, it's sort of like that's one thing that they can do and they just get it out of the way and not really with the intent of actually solving the problem, more of like the intent of I'm just going to share this and it means I'm a good person, which, yeah, you can share it. And I think it's a good way of like raising awareness of an issue. But I feel like the people who do it aren't really doing it for the good cause. It's more of just like, oh, I'm a good person now. And yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you remember this, but with the spike of the BLM movement Mm, and the murder of George Floyd, um, there was like a Blackout Tuesday kind of thing. Which it actually was sort of more problematic because instead of amplifying black stories, it sort of drowned them out with everyone posting those black squares. I feel like if people were more careful 
I think a lot of people would have been able to educate themselves a lot quicker. Yeah, definitely. People really did not think about the impacts. They more like, oh yeah, let me just post a square and then it'll be over with. Mm -hmm. That really was not the point. And I think a lot of people missed that. Mm -hmm. I think people started to forget that the entire movement was about combating racism and amplifying other people's voices. And exactly. I think many people use that to like, I don't know, boost their social hierarchy or something like that. Exactly. So just use it as a popularity thing. And they were like, or not really popularity, but more of like clout kind of, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. So many celebrities actually posted like a black square. And the thing is, the intent, the intentions of trying to support the black community and um, the intent to want to educate their following, that was definitely there. It was mm -hmm. just not executed well. Yeah, I mean, I think some people would post the black square and then on the other slides would post like little infographic mm -hmm. sort of trying to educate people. But mm -hmm. I mean, majority didn't really do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think one good thing about all of the posting was that social media, it kind of like didn't really shut down but you didn't really see like people posting pictures of themselves or like mm, yeah, with their yeah. friends like it was just strictly blm stuff and mm -hmm. i personally you know really loved how social media was flooded because you know i want every single person to know and hear the truth that can't happen if people are drowning those voices yeah definitely I think also with a lot of infographics, not like necessarily about like the Black Lives Matter movement, but infographics in general, I feel like there's a lot of misinformation spread through them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also a problem. Instead of relying solely on those infographics as a source of information, which I think I sometimes fall into that trap, mm -hmm. I think it's important about educating yourself outside of social media. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if you remember this, but... There was this one post that was going around and everybody was sharing it. And it was like, share it to 10 friends. Oh, if you yeah. donate like $1, all the proceeds will go to BLM stuff. Um, I don't remember who posted that, but I don't know. It was literally everywhere. And, you know, we found out that it was a scam. It was yeah. not actually, you know, a fundraiser. It was not a nonprofit. It was just a person behind a screen. Yeah, although I don't remember that exact instance, I feel like there have been quite a few of those types of situations where a lot of people blindly put their faith into certain people and that turns mm -hmm. out to not be good. I think that's why people need to really like take the next step to educate mm -hmm, themselves. Yeah. Um, like it's good that people have the intent of donating, but I think they just have to take that further step and like educate themselves and find a reliable organization and just look mm -hmm. into stuff mm -hmm. instead of just blindly following what's on social media. Yeah, there was actually like a huge, huge like scandal thing on TikTok. So basically, I don't remember who, I don't remember her name, but basically there was this woman and she posted a video of her home and it looked like it had been wrecked, right? Mm -hmm. And um, she was like, help, my husband is abusing me. I don't have a way out. And when I first saw that, it broke my heart. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I do have 80 cents in my bank account, but I'm going to donate those 80 cents <laughs> to her. Yeah. I'm going to do what I can. And I remember I didn't follow her or anything, but I liked her posts. And, you know, that TikTok, it blew up. I'm pretty sure it had like 10 million views or something. Oh, wow. yeah. And another video of hers popped up on my For You page. 
and she was like thanking everybody and I had gone to see like how much people had donated she made like a hundred grand right oh wow literally a huge sum of money and then a couple like days later there was this guy who popped up on my for you page and he was basically exposing her oh and he was like so that never happened she just stole all of your money be careful who you donate to on the internet and after seeing that i was like wow yeah i think it's really interesting how that happens like it's very good that people are willing to donate for it's like incredible that Mm -hmm. they were a lot like they ended up raising that much money but i think just you know as we said before just really verifying all the information before you go and because that money could have gone to really good causes and could have really helped a lot of people but Mm -hmm. i think the fact that people are trying to exploit this like sort of the goodness of other people is just really sad so i think people have to sort of protect themselves and know where they're putting their money to before they go and donate all their life savings (laughs) there are actually like quite a few people numerous actually probably like thousands of people on tiktok who are like this is my story this is my living situation and um i ask you for help Mm, and when you see those like your first your like initial reaction isn't wow they are so suspicious like yeah yeah you just want to help them right yeah people are really helpful and that's really good mm -hmm. and which is why it's like absolutely heartbreaking when people you know exploit other people's kindness like you said yeah definitely because i feel like after seeing those situations it kind of like detracts from other people's situations because you're like the next time you see one of those you might be like hmm i wonder if this is actually genuine and it sort of takes away from like the people who are actually suffering who need it yeah yeah um i feel like on a lot of the infographics people were posting i think the links to the gofundmes and everything i'm like pretty sure they were all true and they were Mm. all accurate sources yeah so i definitely don't blame the people who make those infographics because you know we make them too yeah i think it's more of the people who um share them and then don't do anything afterwards yeah definitely i feel like yeah as i said before people are really just using it for clout and they're not really going past that which is something i sometimes see myself doing but i think definitely trying to push through and just read articles from multiple different sources try and educate yourself and the others around you and i think that's pretty important Mm -hmm. i actually have like quite a few stories about you know people who share them those things and don't do anything about it i actually have quite a few stories about people who never shared those things and never did anything about it and um you know we can get into that you know i don't mind i don't mind sharing (laughs) i don't mind sharing the tea um i went to like numerous amounts of schools in um the oregon area and you can't really like group people together just because they live in certain areas but for me mm-hmm. i really felt like the uh, school that i went to in like the heart and like the center of portland it was so diverse and i n- didn't really experience racism there at all and a different school in sort of like the suburbs Um, It was really racist. And I had quite a few friends who um, had different political views as me, which is a whole nother topic. But um, in conclusion, I feel like just because somebody has different political views as you doesn't mean you should like cut them off. I think part of being um, a more thoughtful person and being a more open minded person 
is uh, being able to communicate and discuss topics with the quote unquote like other side. Yeah, so definitely. that wasn't a problem, right? You know, but the problem started during the BLM movement. Um, a lot of my friends were kind of ignoring the situation, and it honestly broke my heart. The thing is, these people, these I guess friends, they were ignoring the situation. They were not doing anything about it, and if anything, they were actually going against it. Oh, really? So they were posting infographics but it was like from like quote unquote like the other side um the opposite end of the spectrum so it was quite interesting how i would click on the stories of my friends from you know the more diverse school and it would be infographics you know links to gofundmes um and it would be like videos about black americans sharing their stories and then i would click on the stories of my friends from the suburbs and it would all just be like um election stuff it would be like oh this isn't real it would be like debunking uh these stats things like that so it was crazy and um that's actually part of the reason why um i don't really go on my main account anymore i made a uh, private account just for like (laughs) my close friends (laughs) and that was a big part of the reason i couldn't stand looking at that stuff because no matter how much or yeah no matter how much i tried to like reach out and you know talk to those people it never went through which is kind of why i distanced myself from them and i dropped quite a few of them oh were you really close with them before yeah i was and I think at one point, they were, like, my best friends. Mm. Um, Like, they were my Ava. (laughs) (laughs) But Ava is a lot better than them. (laughs) (laughs) So, I just want to quickly, like, share one more thing. Um, There was this person I was really close with, and uh, we kind of got into, like, a little bit of an argument over the topic of, you know, ACAB and BLM. And this person explicitly said it's also the reputation they gave themselves. And um, for context, this person was talking about black Americans and how the reputation that they have was created by them. What the heck? I know. So I was talking about how, you know, a lot of really racist people refer to black Americans as thugs and that's not okay, that needs to stop, and I was pointing that out to him, and that's what he said. So, examples like that. (sighs) Wow, I didn't think people actually said those type of things that extreme, you know? I always, I feel like on Mercer Island here, it's definitely not, like, that inclusive. Like, there still are racism, but I've never heard anyone say Mm -hmm. stuff like that, and Mm -hmm. yeah. It was absolutely crazy. It blew my mind. Um, I cut off that person right away, and Mm -hmm. even though I did spend hours trying to, you know, tell him, you know, these, like, stats, and I was trying to make my point, um, I think some people need to learn for themselves. Like, you can't change a person's mindset for them. With, like, people's opinions, they can be really set in stone, and it can be pretty hard to, you know, sway people or, like tell them hard facts and have them accept that you know nobody's born racist so 
um, they might have grown up with friends or family who enforce these um, sort of thoughts into them at a young age. That might be part of the reason, but I just wanted to quickly share that because I think throughout the BLM movement, I know a lot of friends um, from that Portland area did lose a lot of other friends too. Mm, so. yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, to people listening, they might not know the story. Um, and to people listening, they might not know what I'm talking about. But what I'm trying to say is a lot of people that I was close with, I had to distance myself from them because of um, the BLM movement. And it wasn't that their thoughts didn't align with mine. It wasn't anything political. It was a human rights issue. And mm -hmm, um, yeah. if they couldn't agree with me on that, then I didn't feel comfortable around them. So to wrap things up, we just wanted to give a few of the things that we've been trying to integrate into our lives to help us become less of performative activists and more of like people who are actually trying to do good in the world and actually help out um, communities that need it. So I think one thing is just to think before you speak and or post because we're definitely in the technology age and social media is a big thing. So I mean the internet is very complex and I feel like when you have a large platform and you can influence a lot of people and you should use that platform to do good instead of sharing like misinformation. So just check everything that you say and make sure that it's actually doing good instead of just, you know, being there for sake of being there. Mm -hmm. And then being like thorough about what you post and what you say on the internet mm -hmm. isn't like hold back. We're not telling you to hold back or filter what you're going to say. It's just more like be mindful. Yeah, definitely. Um, like what we mentioned earlier about all those like scam GoFundMe's. Yeah. Um, like just doing your research beforehand um, can save a lot. And yeah, because you definitely yeah. don't know who's watching your stories or who's seeing what you post. Because, I mean, there's a lot of impressionable teens and like children and you don't want to be spreading like misinformation and have them want to donate to a scammy place you know yeah. and lose their money but yeah it's really important to post i think that we should use social media as a tool mm -hmm, definitely. to make sure that you know this information is being spread the only thing is we don't want misinformation yeah yeah and another thing about having good intentions is um not like canceling people i think yeah. cancel culture is like a whole other topic but me personally, I, you know, I just shared my story about my friend who, you know, was not educated. And I did try to take that step to reach out to him and try to help him learn. And that didn't work in my case, but it could work for your case. And I don't think anybody deserves to just be canceled right away. I think everybody deserves the chance to at least be educated and taught mm -hmm. and really you know given i people need to be given the chance to yeah definitely learn. um and that's how we can make the world a better place we can't just divide like just because your thoughts don't align with mine goodbye like that doesn't work mm -hmm. um and that's actually uh taking us a step back i think thirdly yeah like grace mentioned confronting your own circle it's a very difficult thing to do but it's sort of necessary, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, 
you can try your best to educate like your followers and people on the internet but the people who actually like really matter to you are the people that you care about and the people that you love and those conversations can be the toughest um i know a lot of people who i like truly love but you know it's still hard because of that sort of boundary and you know those conversations i try to avoid the most but those conversations i need to be having the most yeah it's really important to talk with your own circle um whether it be your friends or your family it could even be like your own parents just making sure you're having those really uncomfortable and difficult conversations i think is really good and lastly the fourth and final thing that we have been thinking about is the fact that posting isn't enough um posting is good and we mentioned it several times these infographics can be really helpful and because everyone is on social media um, it's important to make sure that you know this stuff is being spread but i think we can make the world a better place and we can actually reach our goals if we take it a step further so whether that be you know you know like we just mentioned confronting your own circle or just having good intentions thinking before you speak being mindful of that kind of stuff you can actually you know reach out to people in your own community you can see what you can do for your school that kind of thing yeah and you can definitely educate yourself as we said before and sort of listening to the stories of people who have encountered racism and just you know going the step further and just trying to educate yourself to the best of your ability yeah and last little thing here this was um this is a quote from a post that i shared on my story a couple months back but it really resonated with me um and it says note that it is a privilege to be able to turn off the tv and social media and not think about these issues it's even more tiring to experience it this isn't a moment this is a movement and those words really resonated with me Um, if a lot of people have been feeling overwhelmed by this mass you know sharing of stories and infographics and posts about um, movements you know imagine how overwhelming it is for the people actually experiencing it Um, and I think that's just a thing to think about so recognizing your own privilege is extremely important okay so i think that's all for today even though lauren and sophie are not here we just wanted to sort of hop on and educate people and sort of talk about this performative activism and sort of call it out in a way and just sort of bring attention to it and i know there's a lot more that we can definitely cover and we definitely probably missed a few things but I think since we have so much more that we can definitely talk on I think we might sort of touch on it in a future episode so thank you so much for listening and be sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Yeah and you can follow us on Instagram at Rice and Shine Podcast. We have a link tree there with all of our links to all of our things and lastly Um, If you ever need someone to talk to, if you want some advice or, you know, you're just bored and you want a friend, our DMs are always open. So, yeah, feel free to reach out to us anytime. Thank you so much for a thousand downloads and we'll see you next time.